Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to 2020 iTalk. This is a podcast that offers cutting-edge information on holistic eye care, holistic health, and wellness. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Been having lots of fun. Uh, it's springtime, and we have a greenhouse, so we're we're doing a lot of uh, planting right now. Actually, you know, it's interesting in a greenhouse, you have to start planting your greens in February because now we're getting into some warmer weather. And uh, by now, it's almost too warm to be planting seeds. But we're just beginning to get <clears throat> some herbs, some lettuce and arugula. So I'm so excited. It's it's really great to be able to put your hands in the dirt and uh, you know grow your own food. Uh, it's it's really fantastic. I recommend it for everybody, and especially for herbs. Uh, I have a whole herb section in my greenhouse, and those are so versatile. You can use them in so many different ways, and. Uh, you know, they help you for digestion. Uh, I use them in my smoothies in the morning. So they're packed with antioxidants and phytochemicals. And uh, of course, those are the really concentrated antioxidants. And I've talked about phytochemicals and the importance of them in terms of including them in your diet. So I want to start with this. I received a question on Facebook, and this is a 52-year-old woman. She lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and she asked me a question about how she can work with her drusen. She says, I've been diagnosed with early drusen in my retina. It's fairly close to my macula. My eye doctor said there's nothing you can do except watch it. And he feels that in terms of a year, I should be getting macular degeneration. I was very upset to get this, to get this news. And I discovered your website through a friend of mine. And I would like some advice on what foods I can eat to avoid getting macular degeneration. Well, this is a great question because, uh, you know, when you go for your eye exam and lots of times the doctor will find drusen, which are these fatty deposits in the retina, for most people, uh, it's a normal benign part of, uh, you know, the retina uh, structure. The issue becomes when the drusen starts to grow and it gets near the macula area. And we know the macula is the part of the retina that is an avascular structure, which means that in order for it to get its nutrients, to get its food, it relies on the surrounding blood vessels. And so if there's a starvation or lowered circulation in the retina, then the macula begins to starve. And once the starvation occurs, metabolic waste begins to accumulate. And this is what triggers the drusen 
to start to grow and increase when we're not getting enough oxygenation and hydration, specifically from the mitochondria. Uh, I did a podcast uh, a little while ago on the importance of cultivating the mitochondria on a cellular level because they produce the energy that helps get rid of free radicals and oxidative stress. Uh, so you can listen to that program. But in terms of this question, what are some of the fruits and vegetables uh, that this lady could eat to maybe avoid macular degeneration and in many cases completely stop it and reverse it? So I'm going to run through a list of my go-tos in terms of foods. Now I'm more plant-based. Uh, however, <clears throat> I think that if you eat meat, um, I would definitely go for grass-fed grass -fed beef, organic chicken, wild turkey, pasture-fed eggs. Certainly those are awesome. <clears throat> for example, pasture-fed eggs has a lot of sulfur in it, and sulfur is a trace mineral that's critically important in the production of glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant in the body. Uh, it's really important for eye health. It's really important in terms of preventing cataracts, dry eye, and even retinopathies like macular degeneration. But let's run through the list of my foods and vegetables, uh, fruits and vegetables that I would recommend. Number one, top of my list is asparagus. Uh, this is a great detoxifier. Um, and what I like to do is I very lightly steam it just a little bit. Um, Obviously, if you steam your vegetables too much, you're not going to get the nutrients out of them. But I like to steam them a little bit. Um, they contain something called folic acid, uh, which is really important for women who are pregnant. It actually helps detoxify the kidneys. But lightly steamed asparagus is one of the best sources of glutathione. So if it's in season, I would definitely eat asparagus. Number two, avocados. This is my source of omega-9 fatty acids. Uh, avocados are really important in, in supporting liver health, reducing the harmful LDL cholesterol. Um, also, avocados are really important for brain health. Um, obviously, you know, the brain is like 60% plus of of fat, good fats, and the eyes, since they originate from brain tissue, we need lots of good fats in our diet, nuts and seeds, avocados is my go-to in terms of plant-based. Um, obviously, the avocado is uh, so important in terms of, you know, <clears throat> improving your overall eye health, eye circulation, brain health. And it also helps reduce inflammation, which is another component in the Drusen evolution. So if you've got inflammation going on in your eyes, that kind of feeds into the Drusen. So avocados are uh, really important for reducing inflammation in the eye. My next go-to is beets. This is a root vegetable. Actually does many great things. It can lower your blood pressure. It can um, increase your stamina. Obviously, it's very rich in phytochemicals that are really important for eye health. And 
What I like to do with uh, beets is that I will actually cut them up and I'll use them in my smoothie formula. They contain lots of fiber um, and they're just a really important root vegetable that you want to get uh, regularly. Okay, my next go-to is blueberries. My goodness, these are so high in antioxidants. They help neutralize radical, uh, free radical damage, especially in the circulation of the eyes. Um, actually, in some studies, they will say that they, the researchers have found that blueberries can actually improve night vision. Uh, it contains um, phytochemicals that actually improve the microcapillaries in the retina. So the retina is probably has one of the highest uh, vascular um, properties in the body. I mean, there's so many arteries and veins and tiny blood vessels in the eye, especially the retina area. So it requires a lot of uh, nutrient support. So blueberries are really great for increasing the oxygenation and hydration on a microcapillary level. My next go-to is carrots, high in vitamin A, great for all the eye tissues, especially the cornea. Vitamin A is great for dry eye syndrome. I actually have developed a vitamin A ointment that I have a compound pharmacy make for me, and you can put a little of that vitamin A ointment. It's made for the eyes, in the eye, before bed, and it's so soothing. It actually helps reduce dry eye syndrome and the excruciating pain that you can be in when you've got dry eye syndrome. Some other things that uh, carrots are good for, they're great for the heart, the lungs, the colon. I use them in my salads and my smoothies. However, I wanna caution you, I don't make carrot juice because it contains too much sugar and it raises the blood sugar level too, too much. And there is a correlation between out of control blood sugar levels and eye health, whether it's diabetic retinopathy, cataracts, or even some of the other retinopathies. So carrot, uh, carrots are wonderful as part of an overall smoothie formula, great for salads, uh, but don't use carrot juice by itself. Okay, my next go-to is coconut, coconut oil, uh, coconut meat if you can get Thai coconuts. Uh, coconut is fantastic for reducing the body's inflammatory response. Um, it's a very stable oil, so it's the one that I cook with. I think it's much better to cook with coconut oil than olive oil. I think it's more stable. I also will rub coconut oil on my body, on my body, so it's great for skin health. Uh, and I use coconut oil in my smoothies. Okay, my next go-to in terms of foods that would help the retina is something called cordyceps. And this is a medicinal mushroom. And uh, it actually, cordyceps is amazing for increasing the oxygenation and cellular energy. Um, so it helps oxygenate all the tissues of the body, especially the lungs. So it's really great for respiratory ailments and it also helps improve the immune system. I also recommend um, corn. So when it's in season, fresh yellow or orange corn contain that magical carotenoid called lutein. This is really important for retinal and macula health. It also contains high amounts of lecithin, which supports the healthy cellular membranes throughout the body. Corn is great for balancing the brain. It helps balance blood sugar metabolism. I use it in my smoothies. 
Um, but remember, you want to use corn that's non-GMO. My next go-to food is endive salad greens. And not a lot of people know this, but endive salad is actually really good for nourishing the optic nerves. It can also help reduce uh, macular degeneration, cataracts, and glaucoma. Um, it helps in the promotion of, uh, of um, bile health, so secreting bile, which aids in the liver and the gallbladder. And for those of you that do acupuncture in Chinese medicine, the liver and the gallbladder are very important uh, for eye health. Uh, so endive also helps boost um, the blood. So if you're suffering from anemia, it can help reduce uh, some of those uh, symptoms. It's also really great as a um, uh, fiber agent. Okay, there's a couple of more goji berries. This is a superfood that contains about 18 amino acids. Uh, it also contains beta carotene, which is also really great for the eyes. Two more, I recommend pumpkin seeds. And pumpkin seeds uh, are packed with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and amino acids. They're great in fiber. They contain vitamin B6, trace minerals like copper, manganese, zinc, and selenium. I also use these in smoothies. So you can actually sprout your pumpkin seeds or you can, um, you can also soak them for about 24 hours and then you can use them in terms of your salads or in your smoothie formulas. So I hope that helps uh, this lady. I would probably make sure in terms of her overall uh, fruits and vegetables to remember the rainbow diet, especially the oranges, the reds, the orange colors, the red colors. Uh, these contain the lutein and zeaxanthin that are really important for protecting uh, the macula and giving it the circulation that it needs. So I received a question from a medical doctor, and he is writing saying, I'm, I'm been suffering, I have been suffering double vision for a few years. I went to my neurologist who ruled out tumors, Parkinson's disease, and other neurological problems. I went back to my ophthalmologist, and he said my eyes were healthy. I noticed the double vision occurred when I was given progressive bifocal glasses, and this is the time I started to see double. Do you think there's a correlation? I am very nearsighted. I also wear contact lenses where my right eye is corrected for distance and my left eye is corrected for near. I saw one of your videos on double vision. Can you help me? Well, this doctor is writing from Portland, Oregon, and uh, I forgot to mention he is 47 years old. Uh, he's an internist. And uh, some other things he wrote me is that he's not really uh, aver um, interested in holistic health, but lately he's started to look for alternatives in his own, you know, personal health, which I find fascinating. You know, sometimes it takes a health crisis for us to look outside the box. And I so appreciate his willingness to uh, contact me. And so here's some, uh, here's some information for him, for him. 
Progressive lenses are the invisible bifocals, and basically you're looking through a tiny part of the lens. It's the center part of the lens. So what that means is that you're actually focusing through a hole, H-O-L-E, instead of looking at the hole, W-H-O-L-E. And I've had hundreds, maybe thousands of patients who've come to see me with this situation. And what I did and what I would recommend with this gentleman is to, to stop wearing the progressive lenses, get a prescription for distance, and in that prescription, I would actually get a 2040 prescription made up. So it's a little less than 2020, and because of his nearsightedness, it'll kind of open up his peripheral vision. And if he gets that single vision lens in the 2040 prescription, he could just call it his eye exercise prescription, so he wouldn't be driving with it necessarily. But if he started to wear it, what will happen is his eyes will relax, he'll open up his vision, and the peripheral vision uh, between the two eyes will start to meld. They'll start to come together. And instead of looking through a tiny part of the lens, he will look through a much larger part of the lens. And the bigger the window you look through, the more peripheral vision you engage, and the less chance you have double vision. And by reducing the prescription, I would even try to balance it. I don't know what his right eye and left eye measure, but I would wear a balanced prescription, meaning both eyes are the same prescription. What will happen within a few months is the double vision will recede, and uh, he will um, start using both eyes together. <clears throat> now, the second part of the question about the contact lenses, what he's in there is when the right eye is corrected for distance and the left eye is corrected for near, it's a technique called monovision. And it's been very popular because you get to avoid, you know, using reading glasses or bifocals. So cosmetically, it's kind of like you've, you've uh, avoided the aging process of needing to wear reading glasses. The problem with monovision is that it actually induces, it creates uh, an inherent double vision because your right eye is corrected for distance. In this case, the left eye is corrected for near. So it sets up a double vision situation or the brain says, I'm just going to ignore the other eye. So while I'm reading, um, I'll ignore the distance eye. And while I'm looking in the distance, I ignore my reading eye. So it disrupts depth perception. It, it disrupts whole brain processing, so the hemispheres of the brain are basically shutting, on, shutting off and turning on based on where you're looking. So I would recommend uh, discontinuing the monovision, get two contacts for distance, and again, I would get a 2040 prescription in the contacts because you'll be able to read and you might give up a little bit of distance acuity, but the thing is, is that when you wear any lens, your eyes will adjust to it. And over time, what will happen is, is if he wears that 2040 prescription, uh, it's going to improve his distance vision. It's going to reduce the double vision or get rid of it, and he'll still be able to read. Uh, so it's a technique for nearsighted people to help them avoid developing presbyopia. That's the condition where your arms aren't long enough and you need to wear reading glasses. So I think if he does those two things, I think that would set him in a direction of of learning to use both eyes together. And then if he did some of my eye exercises, there's one exercise I have on my website called the yin-yang chart. It's a soft focus exercise. If he added that third one, 
then that would be a physical therapy eye exercise that would help re-educate and get both eyes working together. So I hope that helps. Okay, well, that's, that's all I have time for today. Wow, it just blows by, doesn't it, in terms of time? Um, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, send your questions to me, and I'll do my best to answer them uh, either through this podcast or through email. And uh, keep following me on Facebook and also my website. I've got some new videos coming out on lots of very interesting topics. And uh, until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.